This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi there, it's Kate. I know we're well into September, but I'm keeping the replays rolling just a little longer while I get my act together. This week, I'm resharing episodes on actionable, evidence-based things you can do to protect your brain health now and into the future. Over the last year, I've been working on a book called Reversing Alzheimer's with Dr. Heather Sanderson, who specializes in preventing and even reversing dementia. The book will be out in mid-2024, but you can get a preview this week. I hope you enjoy. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there, welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week, I'm coming to you with a series of episodes on brain health, what you can do now to take care of your brain health now and into the future. After all, 64% of all Americans say that their biggest fear about growing older is that they will suffer from dementia. And I share that fear. Both my grandmothers had significant dementia, and I really want to do whatever I can to make sure that I don't go down the same path. The brain is a complex organism in and of itself with different lobes responsible for different functions, and there's still so much we don't precisely understand about how the brain works. And then the brain is also part of a complex system, aka your body. The state of your cardiovascular system will impact your brain as the brain needs your blood vessels to deliver oxygen and nutrients and wash away waste materials. Your brain health is also highly linked to your gut health. And your sleep is linked to your brain health because that's when your glymphatic system takes the trash out of the brain and memories are sorted and organized. And if you have untreated sleep apnea, you could be experiencing little microdoses of oxygen deprivation all night long, which is harmful to the brain. The brain is also vulnerable to inflammation just as your other tissues are. The good news is that the fact that your brain is a complex organism that is part of a complex system means that there are lots of levers that you can use to support your brain health. Today, I want to share three of the most surprising and thankfully also very simple and quick ways to support your brain health. The first one is something that I don't think you might associate with your brain, and that is brushing and flossing your teeth. Why are brushing and flossing your teeth important for brain health? Well, there is a bacteria that is known as P. gingivalis, which is a player in gum disease, aka gingivitis. And P. gingivalis has also been linked to inflammation of those little teeny tiny capillaries in the brain. And the overall bacterial population in the mouth tends to mimic the bacterial population in your gut. And gut health and brain health are closely linked. So when you brush your teeth and floss, 
you're taking great care of not just your dental health, but also your gut health and also your brain health, which means if you ever have those nights where you are like, I'm too tired, I just can't brush my teeth tonight. Well, you got to brush your teeth and you got to floss your teeth too, because you really want to be getting anything out in between your teeth and in your gums that could be becoming a breeding ground for that bacteria. Have you ever heard how if you have heart problems or even maybe an artificial joint, you need to take antibiotics before you go to the dentist? Well, that's because that bacteria in your mouth can get into your bloodstream when you have deep cleanings, and then that bacteria will create inflammation in your blood vessels and could even potentially cause blood clots and strokes. It can also trigger inflammation in your brain. And this bacteria, this particular bacteria, I'm sure there are others because we know even less about bacteria than we do about brain health. There's so many different strains. But P. gingivalis has been found in the brains of Alzheimer's patients. And it is correlated with inflammation as well as the plaques and tangles that are often found in the brains of people with dementia. So you got to brush and floss. And when you're brushing and flossing, if you're seeing any bleeding in your gums because you're in a tender area, that doesn't mean you should avoid that area. It means that you really got to get in there and make sure that you're getting anything that might be lodged underneath that gum or between those teeth out. And if your gums keep bleeding, go see a dentist and take care of your teeth. You will also be taking care of your brain. That's one surprising hack for brain health. I've got two more for you right after this break, so stick around. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Okay, welcome back. I've got two more surprising health hacks for your brain health. And the next one that I'm going to share with you is to open your windows once a day and to dust or vacuum regularly. What does this have to do with brain health? Well, we live in a toxic world and it has been found that indoor air is actually typically significantly more polluted than outdoor air. I know that we, especially in the winter, want to seal our houses up against the cold and keep the warm air in but that's actually not good for our health or our toxic burden because there are chemicals in cleaning products and household products and even things like couches and mattresses and carpets. 
And a lot of these compounds are neurotoxins. And so a really powerful and easy way to start to make better air quality inside your home is to open the windows. Now, I know it's winter. You probably don't want to be airing out the whole house and watching all your heat escape out the window, but you can at least open the windows in your bedroom for a little while right before you go to sleep. You need to have a cool bedroom anyway in order to be able to drift off to sleep. So you'll be helping yourself sleep better and you'll also be refreshing the air where you're going about to spend, you know, six, seven, eight, nine hours, which is probably the room that you spend the most time in in your house. And then the other piece of this is to dust or to vacuum because a lot of the contaminants will settle in the dust and collect in those dust bunnies that are in the corners of your room and under your bed and under your couch. I didn't really realize that dust was actually kind of a source of toxins in the home. I never used to dust or really vacuum unless I spilled something. I just wasn't a proactive vacuumer. But once I learned that vacuuming and dusting is a really easy and effective way to make your home more non-toxic, I've started doing it proactively. In fact, I bought a new vacuum cleaner that didn't cost all that much money. It was about $250 it's made by Bissell. It's made for people who have pets. We also have a dog who sheds like crazy, but it has this bright white light. I've talked about it before in a previous episode when I was talking about things that I'm obsessed with. And it turns vacuuming into kind of like a game of Pac-Man because you can see like, oh, look at all that dust over there. Oh, look at all that dust over there. I got to go get it over there. (laughs) It's cathartic. It's movement. And now I also know that it is making our home less toxic. And that is a really wonderful thing. And then the final surprising hack for better brain health is strength training. Yes, I'm talking about lifting weights. Now, this may not feel like a hack, but there is a way to do strength training in a way that is very time efficient. I don't know if you've heard of the seven minute workout, but that totally counts. And you might be thinking like, um, strength training, that's important to build muscle and to prevent falls and, you know, all these wonderful things. But you might not be thinking that it's actually good for your brain and can help ward off cognitive decline in your future. But it is true. There's a lot of reasons why this is so. First of all, strength training is what's known as a beneficial form of stress, technically known as hormesis. So that means that It cues your muscles, yes, but also your brain to prepare for the next round of stress because it's going to kind of shock your body because it's something different that it doesn't normally do. Strength training also increases blood flow, which delivers more nutrients and flushes away more waste products. But the really the most powerful reason that strength training is a hack for better brain health is that it sends signals to the brain that cues the brain to up its function and capacities. And it's this last bit that I really want to focus on. So when you build your muscle tissue through strength training, it sends a protein that is called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, abbreviated BDNF, to the brain. It is generated by the muscles. It goes to the brain and it says to the brain, hey, it's time to create some new connections between your neurons. BDNF does some other really cool stuff. It promotes the survival of developing neurons. So little baby neurons, it says, here you go. I'm going to give you a little bit of food and attention so that you can grow stronger. And then it helps them specialize in whatever function the brain needs the most at that time. 
So BDNF is really tied to learning and memory, and it helps with neuroplasticity, which is the ability of the brain to form new neurons and new connections between neurons and stay sharp over time. Research also shows that the amount of BDNF you have is directly correlated to the size of your hippocampus, which is the part of your brain that is associated with memory and that tends to shrink in dementia. The more BDNF you have, the bigger your hippocampus tends to be, and then the better you tend to perform on tests of learning and memory and spatial memory. And this is awesome. I mean, if you ever have thought about doing strength training but talked yourself out of it or told yourself you don't have time for it, I hope that maybe knowing that it can help you just steer clear of dementia in the future will help you do it. And in the meantime, you will also, you know, build some strength, be able to open the pickle jar and carry your suitcase and your groceries and maybe have like a little bit of a nice toned look on your arms and legs. I personally take a group training class with a personal trainer once a week. It's super cost effective because I'm in there with four other women. I think we're each paying $20. And then the trainer gives me two at-home workouts to do during the rest of the week. And those workouts take about 15 minutes. And 15 minutes for your future brain health. I mean, that's pretty great. You can find a ton of quick strength training workouts on YouTube if you don't want to work with a personal trainer on the regular, although I really recommend that you can at least consult with one once. Just pay up so that they can look at your form and give you some exercises and help you figure out what equipment you should buy and things like that. And then you can kind of go off to the races and do it on your own at home if you want. Or if you belong to a gym, they have trainers there. They'd be happy to show you some workouts that you can do. Maybe knowing that you're bathing your brain in BDNF and growing your hippocampus in addition to your biceps and your quads will get you to actually make space for strength training in your calendar. So those three hacks for better brain health, again, are to brush and floss twice a day, every day, no exceptions. Open your windows once a day and do some proactive vacuuming and dusting to reduce pollutants in your indoor air, at least in your bedroom, if you're not going to do it throughout your home. And then find a way to work some strength training into your weekly routine. So remember, I'm down to three episodes a week for the foreseeable future. So my next episode will come out on Wednesday when I'm interviewing Dr. Heather Sanderson, who runs a memory care facility in Southern California and who has the goal of returning her residents to independent living. Dr. Sanderson is going to share with us some of the other things that we can do now that our brains will thank us for later. And on Friday, I'm talking about an overall approach to life that keeps your mind open and your brain sharp now and well into the future. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley, don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 